Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Baptism is an expression of one placing their faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. It's a testimony to their union with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. It's interesting that this is a command. And what it means is every believer who has the opportunity to be baptized should be baptized. Pastor Leighton Sheely is never one to shy away from controversy, and this particular topic is one that has some controversy surrounding it. And if you're interested, stay tuned. This is Study Verse by Verse, and Pastor Leighton is wrapping up a message on the Great Commission as found in Matthew chapter 28. Details about Church of the Highlands are on the web at highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout, and here's Pastor Leighton. You see, if we love someone, then we're just naturally going to want to do things that please them. And we're going to not want to do things that displease them. And the desire is going to come from deep within us, from our heart, instead of something outside of us constraining us. And so our desire is that people will choose to live lives that are pleasing to God because they love God. Not because they're trying to impress someone with how spiritual or righteous or religious they might think they are. And as people grow in their knowledge of Christ, their love for Christ grows. And the way people know, grow in their knowledge of Christ is by reading and reflecting upon God's Word. Because it's in God's Word that Jesus is revealed to us. And so our, our job as a church is to assist people to know and therefore love and grow in their knowledge and their love of Christ. And that's why we are a Christ-centered, Bible-teaching church, assisting people to know and love Christ Jesus. Now, our plan is to come back to the great commandment when we, next we meet, but, but let's, let's move on for just a moment and look at the great commission. What is the great commission? Well, it's found at the end of the first gospel, the gospel of Matthew. It it was just before Jesus returned to heaven, and he came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all of the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That was the last thing that was recorded for us in the first gospel, the gospel of Matthew. The words of Jesus saying, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Do you want to know for sure that he's with you? Then do what he's called you and commissioned you to do. And if you're there, you can be assured that he's with you. Because he's promised. And he always keeps his promises. Amen? Now, he says, all authority has been given to me. There is no higher authority than Jesus Christ. And if there's some other authority that is in conflict with what Jesus has called us to do, then God's authority must take priority. 
And this was tested in the very earliest days of the church in Acts chapter 4 and Acts chapter 5. When the apostles were brought in before the civic and religious leaders and said, now you stop it. You stop talking about Jesus. We don't want to hear anything more about Jesus. And to that, Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. God's authority must always take priority. And he has called us and he has commissioned us to make disciples. Which then brings the question of what's a disciple? And simply put, a disciple is a follower of Jesus who models their thoughts and their actions after Christ Jesus. And so the Great Commission is a command to bring unbelievers to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And those who become disciples are themselves responsible to disciple. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? If so, then you have a responsibility to disciple others. Disciples are called to disciple. This is the main verb of this commandment. And the word that's used has a beautiful combination of meanings. It, it, means to, it, it describes those who place their trust in Christ Jesus and live their lives in continual learning and obedience. Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you are truly disciples of mine. A person who is not Christ's disciple does not belong to him and is not saved. But when a person genuinely confesses Jesus as Lord and Savior, they are immediately saved, they are made a disciple, and they are filled with the Holy Spirit. A true convert is someone who is accepted and submitted themselves to Jesus Christ to do whatever it is that he requires. And we are given a new nature that desires to obey and worship the Lord. And even when a believer is in a period of disobedience, and all of us are from time to time, even when a believer is in one of those periods of disobedience, they never are comfortable in that disobedience. If a person's not saved, they're comfortable being disobedient to God. But when a believer is in a period of disobedience, they're never comfortable continuing in disobedience to God because of the new nature that God has given them. So we love righteousness, we hate sin, even our own sin. Now, how do we make disciples? We do it by going baptizing, and teaching. That's how we're called to make disciples. The word go simply means to be proactive. That means we're not just sitting around church waiting for people to come in. We're being proactive about getting people to come in or going out into our community to build relationships with them and sharing the gospel with them. That's why during seasons, particularly Christmas and Easter, our church is doing so much. We have uh, teams that are in the, in the malls caroling. We do Scrooge and Posco, Christmas Eve candlelight. And what we're doing is, is we are proactively looking to build relationships with our community so that we can share Jesus Christ with them. The car show is more pre-evangelism than it is evangelism. It's not that people aren't going to be sharing their testimonies there, but one of the primary goals we have for the car show is for the community to come in and get acquainted with us as a church and find out we're really normal, fun people. Most of us. You know? And, and they come and, and, and they have a good time and they say, I like these people. 
And maybe when God's prompting their heart and they're starting to look for God and they're starting to look for a church, they go, wait a minute, I remember going to that uh, Church of the Highlands and I like that place and I like those people. I'll, I'll go there. We're to go. We're to be proactive. And we as a church are as proactive as we know how to be. And we're always looking for more ways. So if you've got some ideas, please share. Baptize. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Baptism is an expression of one placing their faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. It's a testimony to their union with him in his death, burial, and resurrection. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 6, Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. It's interesting that this is a command. And what it means is every believer who has the opportunity to be baptized should be baptized. Now we know that there are occasions when a believer doesn't have the opportunity. We know that one of the thieves on the cross next to Jesus came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And Jesus himself declared that that day he would be with him in paradise. And there's no record in the scripture of him coming down and being baptized, but we know he was saved. He didn't have the opportunity. But we do. And when you look through the book of Acts, you find out people, when they had the opportunity, they took it like right now. On the day of Pentecost, there was over 3,000 that were baptized. The Ethiopian, when he received Jesus Christ as his Savior, he looked out and saw some water. He says, is there any reason why I can't be baptized here, now? And he was. Saul, who became Paul when he received Jesus, was immediately baptized. Cornelius and his house were immediately baptized. If we have the opportunity to be baptized, we should do that. And if you haven't done that, please call the church office. We'll we'll make it happen. There's also something else that's revealed to us here. And I've had the question asked me a couple times. How come in some places in the New Testament it talks about being baptized in Jesus' name? And here it talks about being baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The best answer I have found is that this is the original. This is the red letter edition, if you will. These are the words of Jesus. And that's like a summary statement of what is encapsulated in the teaching of the baptism. That's the best answer I've, I have thus far. But you'll notice something here about what Jesus said. He said, baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And by doing that, he puts himself on the same level with the, the God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. And you also notice that he said, in the name, singular, not names, plural. Because there is one God. There's one God. There's three persons, but there's one God in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then he wraps up by saying, teach these new disciples to obey all of the commands that I have given you. And so the mission of the, of the church is not only to bring people into relationship, but also to teach them as well. And all of the commands that God has given us are found in his word, the Holy Bible. And that's why we gather together week after week to study the Bible so that we're fulfilling this part of the Great Commission to teach. It's also one of the reasons why churches resemble learning institutions because that's one of the major things that we've been called to do. And that's why Church of the Highlands is a Christ-centered Bible-teaching church assisting people to know and love Christ Jesus through a great commitment to the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. 
That is fundamentally what our church has been for 60 years. And by the grace of God, that's what we will continue to be until Jesus Christ comes again. Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness in guiding and blessing and protecting this church family over all these 60 years. And Lord, thank you for your continuing faithfulness. May you always be glorified, we pray. Amen. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely, and this has been a message on the Great Commission. If you'd like to listen to all three uh, portions of this message or the message in its entirety, you'll find them on the website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. There's a messages or a media link right there on the homepage. Just click on that. More details about the church can be obtained on that website. Plus, you can call them at 650-873-4095. I know some people find it a lot easier to pick up the phone and call. That's 650-873-4095. There are multiple services available on Sunday morning. They actually begin with a service on Saturday night, and there's another service on Sunday night. Again, the specifics are on that website. I'm Mike Trout. Have a glorious weekend, and come back on Monday when we'll begin a new message and study verse by verse.